Hey, 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 it is an unstoppable day. Welcome to another episode of Talking Small Business with Terrence. I'm your host, Terrence, the unstoppable Coach Leffridge. And as always, we thank you for joining us here at Talking Small Business with Terrence, where we help businesses move from being stuck into being unstoppable. Thanks for coming in. As you come on in, let us know where you're watching us from. Whether you're watching us live, you can put the number one. Or if you're watching the replay, just put the number two, and we will make sure that we will shout you out. And hopefully you have some questions for our guests today that we can have them answered. So just go ahead and put that in the comment section. But most importantly, let us know your name and where you're watching us from and why you tuned in to Talking Small Business with Terrence. we got another great show for you today, and we've got a great guest that's going to be talking to you about information overload. Yes, yes. In this day and age, we are bombarded with information on a daily basis. And as a matter of fact, let's jump into our TSBT quote of the day. And it's very relevant to what we're going to be talking about. So it basically says, an environment with excess information devours the one thing that information truly demands. And that's attention. And we're going to talk about how you can focus your attention so that you move from that information overload into transformational explosions with our guest today, life and business coach, Miss Jane Cabrera of janecabrera.com. Hey, Jane, how are you? Great, Terrence. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and join us today. You know, you when you talk to me about this, this topic today, I was like, yeah, you know, I was in the midst of information overload at that time, as I'm sure as many small businesses are today, trying to stay afloat, trying to pause and pivot into new directions on, on how to make their business stronger or how to strategically go in a different ways of doing things, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are dealing with that information overload. So it's a very timely topic. So thank you for coming on to give us your insight into that. But before we talk about that, why don't you take a second and just introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about what you do at Jane Cabrera Coaching. Well, thank you, Terrence. Um, so like you said, um, right now I work as a life and business coach, but my background is actually in the accounting profession. Uh, prior to becoming a coach, I had about 23 years in accounting. I worked in corporate and what I specialized in was corporate change management. So I really helped organizations go through major business implementations, uh, making strategic uh, business changes to processes and procedures and rolling those out throughout organizations. So in, in that role, I learned a lot about working with people and really understanding like how change gets made in an effective way. And, and so much of so much of that really has to do with our mindset, our, our understanding of things, our perception of things. And a lot of what I learned in the corporate world, I really do incorporate now in my coaching when I work with small businesses, because a lot of, like you said, especially in the environment we're in now, 
uh, one of the things that small businesses face constantly is constant change. So having to having a way to deal with that, keep up with that, uh, is this is like a major thing that I work with my clients on. And you know, having that background in accounting, I'm you know I I have I'm very knowledgeable with money and issues of money. So I you know I do understand a lot of financial things, and so this is something that. I work with my clients. I do partner a lot with other financial professionals. So I don't become their accountant or their tax professional or their investment professional, but I work with my clients in a way to help them have a conversation about money, to help them understand things. And then I, I, you know, help them in bringing in professionals that can really guide them in that direction. So that's a little bit about me and the kind of work I do with my clients. I love it. And, you know, coming from an accounting background, there's clearly a lot of information, lots of numbers, lots of calculations, lots of things like that. So when you talk to your clients and they they talk to you about this information overload, what what are some of the key stressors that, that they come to you when they're in the midst of their information overload? Well, like let's take for example, and I, I think the financial issue is a is a great one to point to. Um, so let's take for example, I, I had a client who was working full time and was sort of close to retirement age, but she was not a hundred percent sure if she could retire. And you know, the idea or the question, well, how do you know when you can retire? That that was kind of a burden on her at that point in time. Now, you know, if you start reading articles and things like that, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of mathematical calculations and, and things like that where you can, as you dig into it, it can become overwhelming and you can become overloaded and feel like there's so much information you don't know how to sort it out in a way to help make a decision. So, you know, what where I was able to help is my client did not need to understand lots of details, but there were things that we could do, things that like analysis that I could work on to help her take her information and, and look at it in a way that she could clearly see like just what she needed to know, what were the things she needed to know in order to make that decision. Um, so, you know, and I, I find that people in business like, as far as like what what causes you know information overload, it is a lot of things uh, that cause information overload. You know that's one example. I know right now in the environment we're in, a lot of small business people are also you know with the lockdown, they're juggling families and children and homeschooling, um, and so in addition to running their business, they're also worried about you know different things. And so even just just that idea of there's I'm juggling different things and there there's worries on my mind that can cause just a feeling of overload. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned it, especially now uh, that many businesses had to move from brick and mortar to virtual environments, just learning something like how to to do Zoom or how to do uh, uh uh, Microsoft Teams or even something like we're doing right now with StreamYard to communicate and get their message out can be time consuming and, and it's a lot of information 
that they have to learn and implement in a short period of time. But you talk about that there are ways to reduce this information overload scenario that we find ourselves in. So what are some of the ways that you utilize in your own business and with your clients on how they can reduce the information overload? It's a great question. And I want to reference your opening quote, which talked about attention. Where is your attention? Uh, one of the things that I struggled with were WhatsApp chats. WhatsApp <laughs> became a big thing, right? And in certain organizations, our teams would all communicate on WhatsApp chats. Uh, for me, that became overwhelming. The way I had originally had it set up, I was getting notifications every time a chat came through. And that would distract my attention. Where was my attention? I kept hearing this ding. I'd be looking at the phone. It was a very uh, frustrating thing. So one way that I reduced my information overload was I turned off my notifications on WhatsApp. So I didn't get to hear that ding. And I would choose like when to look at it. So to me, that's one of the key things is to notice the distractions. And the question to ask is, what can you do to reduce distractions? You know, when, that's great. Yeah. If, if I'm working with a client, if like, so for example, right now I'm here talking with you, this is the only thing right now in my world. I am not checking my phone. I am not allowing, you know, th those messages to come up and distract me. Anything that's going on out there, it can wait till this conversation is done. So I deliberately put my attention on this. That's a choice that I've made. And I think that that's really important because in this world where everything is instant, instant information, instant gratification, instant updates, you know, it, it's so hard now not to get stuff instantly that you really have to take the time and put some effort into blocking sometimes all that information from coming to you at one time. You know, you know, when they talk about driving, you know, you see all those signs on the billboard, don't text and drive. Well, that's right. basically saying don't try to do two things at once. Focus on the important thing. And if you're driving, the, the important thing is driving. And in business, you have to determine what is the important thing that you're going to focus on right now and then remove all the other distractions. So I like how you said uh that you turn off your notifications. Mm -hmm. What's some other quick tips that they can use to notice and avoid those distractions? Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe. Click that unsubscribe button. Reduce how much is coming in. Wow. Yeah. That who knew that that word would be so powerful right now. And you know, you, you, in a world where you see subscribe this, subscribe to that, the word unsubscribe is just so powerful. So you you turn off the notifications, mm -hmm. unsubscribe. What else can you do? You know, I think social media has its upside and its downside. I limit. I limit how much I engage in social media. And I know, you know, everyone's big about, you know, utilizing social media to get the word out and so forth. Um, but it's, to me, it can become a major distraction if I'm spending too much time reading and, you know, checking out what other people are doing on social media. 
think it's okay for social media if I use it strategically, but it's something that I, I know can be a major distraction for me. It can grab my attention and then keep my attention away from what are the most important things that I need to be doing to grow my business. So I would, I would really say limit, limit social media. Uh, along that, uh, limit the news. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and for me, I guess when it, when you when you're as a business owner, and especially business owners who work from home, there's so many distractions that are in your home, uh, like the TV, like the 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 phone next to you where all your social media is blowing up, like the 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 constant emails that are coming through, the junk mail, the spam, and all those things, mm-hmm. and and like you said, the TV. So. For me, I think it all comes down to in order to notice the distractions, you've also got to be disciplined. And you talk about some of the keys to reducing that information overload is the keys to being clear, having clarity and having focus. Tie all how clarity and focus comes into helping you uh, to reduce that information overload. It's a great question. So. So for me, let me take just like my business, uh, for example. If I have a call scheduled with a client today, that is the most important thing at that time. So my clarity and focus is on my client. So prior to getting on my call, I might review or review some information I have about my client, or I might just reflect on that person uh, what I know about them, what I know is important uh, to them, so that when I come to that call, when I'm with them, I my attention is fully there. I'm fully present, and you know, it and it is a decision to sort of block everything out so that my attention is right there on my client, and you know, with, like the clarity and the focus, also like for the work I do, there's, there's certain programs that I engage in to build my skill set. For example, you and I, uh, how, how we met is through Toastmasters. Toastmasters is something I do to improve my public speaking skills. Uh, That like making that time to focus on sharpening my skills. I, I have that discipline. I have that time on my calendar where that is the activity I engage in. And I I engage in that actively. So I I think it's important that as I do those things over and over again, I have that repetition, uh, that discipline of doing that work. I'm focusing my attention on the skills that I'm building. And as I do that over and over again, I get better. So now you're basically also saying that you're being disciplined and also doing things in repetition, having like a, like a system, it sounds like that, that works with you in terms, in terms of reducing that information overload. Absolutely. Cool. I, I, I like that. I like that. And, and when I was thinking about it, cause you, both you and I were in the, the coaching profession, you as a life and business coach and me as an accountability coach. And so mm-hmm. Our business requires us to do things in a certain way. But when you think about a lot of other businesses, a lot of other businesses, they have two, three, four things that they have to get done each and every day repetitively. So it requires them to 
align their focus in such a way where they can focus on those those things that have to be done and then to avoid all those other distractions or those other bits of information that may be important down the road, but not important at that point. And so that leads back to what you say about discipline, being mm -hmm. able to decipher what information that you need to utilize right now and what information you can store for, for later use. Do you have conversations with your clients on how to differentiate what information they need now and what information can maybe be saved for later? Uh, yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. I think it's like you say, it's a matter of prioritizing and noticing what's the most important thing. Um, one, one of the things I also I talk to my clients about is is what I'll call like sort of this like in the moment knowing. Like when I'm present in the moment, what I need is generally right there. It's accessible to me. So this idea that we have to have packed in all this information that, you know, we have to have the library of information packed into our minds, it's not necessarily true. In most situations, we can kind of just show up and what we need is, is there. It's, it's relevant, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that sounds like that's where the transformation comes. It, it sounds like when you allow yourself to be present in that moment and put out the distractions and and put the information that you don't need for that moment someplace else, then it allows all the minutiae to disappear and you can really see what you're supposed to be seeing at that present moment. And that, that's when the great ideals come up. That's when the the thought process becomes clear and more focused. And, and in my opinion, I think that's when I get the most work done when I am present in that moment. That that's that's absolutely right. And so when I when I talk about transformation, I, I, I see transformation in sort of two two different ways that transformation occurs. And we've actually talked about both of them. Okay. So, so the the first one is transformation through what I'll call practice or repetition. There's certain things that the, the transformation, the, the, the getting really good, the building your confidence, the getting really skilled only comes from repetition and practice. You know, so if we think about athletes, athletes develop their skill through repetition and practice. You know, I'm a big baseball fan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a Wrong big baseball team, but big, big fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's not go there, but I'm a big baseball fan. <laughs> You know, so I talk about when you're five years old and you play t-ball, you hit balls off the tee. But when you're a professional baseball player, you take about 20 minutes every day and hit balls off the tee. There's essential skills that you practice again and again. And as you do that, the nuances become apparent and you get better and better. So transformation, there, there's certain things that no matter you know how much information we get on something until we actually do it over and over that that's what it takes to build that skill and to transform into you know very powerful skilled person Absolutely. this is what we practice in in toastmasters you know i can read all kinds of articles about public speaking but until i actually get up and speak it doesn't really help me <laughs> 
practice it, makes perfect. Yeah, it's right. It's the practice. And then the second transformation is exactly what you were talking about there, which is what I call insight transformation through insight. You you see something differently. The word I use is like it occurs. It occurs to you in the moment. Sometimes you say, oh, like it came out of the blue. It's how we describe it. But that, that transformation through insight, the, the seeing, having a powerful insight where you see something and then like you see it and then it's there, like you get it. it it's, almost like, it's almost like a joke. If somebody tells you a joke, you can understand the joke. But if you laugh, you really got the joke. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely. It's that, it, you can see. You can tell that that it actually that the information actually took root and there was an understanding of it. Absolutely. Right. And so that so that like transformation through insight that that thing where something occurs to you, you get it. It's like whoa. Um. That is more likely to occur when you have a little space for it. If you're jammed with information and you're trying to think things through and figure things out and you're, you're racking your brain, racking your brain, racking your brain, now your attention is on racking your brain. Yeah. And when you're kind of like, you, you've, you've given yourself some space, you're more relaxed, it's more likely that you're gonna have that you know, that aha moment, like you said, it's, it's, that's where the real productivity or the creativity comes in. And it's sort of that, all of a sudden you get it. I love it. You guys, we're talking to Jane Cabrera on Talking Small Business with Terrence. She's a business and life coach talking to you on how you can go from information overload into transformational explosions. And we want to shout out our one of our uh, loyal fans, Muriel Tulakima, all the way from Perth, Australia, watching us live. Good day to you, Muriel. Thank you. Hey, if you are watching and if you want to, please comment on if you had some experiences with informational overload recently or or at any time in your life and how you dealt with that information overload. We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love for you to share any questions that you might have if you're struggling with information overload uh, during our time today. So as we move forward into the conversation, Jane, you talked about how to reduce information overload, but you're also saying that you have a revolutionary approach to decision making. I do. What's what's that all about? <laughs> and it's so as I told you, it's so simple. You're going to laugh. I'm ready. <laughs> Are you ready? If you know what to do, do it. If you don't know what to do, wait until you know what to do. Wow. Seems so simple. Break that down a little bit. <laughs> If you know what to do, do it. Do it. If you don't know what to do. Wait until you wait. know what to do. Oh, wow. Okay. So it seems so simplistic, but you know, I'm sure many of your clients have had that issue. My clients have had that issue. Why is this so hard to put into practice? Well, 
You know, and I think, again, the distinction is information versus transformation. And so, for example, I have a a situation that I'm dealing with now. Uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with it. I'm not sure exactly how to move forward. I like I don't know what to do. I'm not clear on how to move forward. What that indicates to me is that I don't know enough yet to make a good decision. Uh, I I don't have either. I don't have enough information. I might need more information, uh, or um, there's a piece that I'm missing that that isn't clear to me yet. And what I've what I've really learned is. If it's like a lot of time, and what I notice with a lot of the people I work with, they criticize themselves. They call themselves procrastinators or they say, oh, you know, I, I struggle to make decisions. They say, well, I, I know I need to do something, but I haven't done anything yet. And they they criticize themselves and say, I'm a procrastinator. But when I really talk to the talk to them about like, let's break it down. What I find out is it's it's, it's not that they're procrastinating. It's that they're not clear. They haven't gotten clarity. And you don't have clarity until you have clarity. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And and it sounds so simple, but most people, when they have clarity, they move. Yeah. And 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 you know, the the whole definition of clarity doesn't have a time component attached to it. It clarity occurs for Jane. Uh, maybe quicker than it occurs for Terrence and and maybe even quicker for Muriel or uh, some of the other people who are watching us in the uh, feed right now. So I think- But but let me, can I just say something about that? Because you just hit on a really important point. Yes. That the time. So there's a thought that goes through our heads that says, I should know this by now, or I should have done this by now. And we think that thought, and that's part of the overload. Yeah, yeah. That's part of how we overload ourselves is we have these ideas, these judgments about how long it should take, what, what's the time frame, you know. So we add a layer of that on, where if you're, you know, if you're not clear, th- the bigger question is, well, what do you need to do to get clear? And I, and I think like what you're saying, I think that's a side effect of what we talked about earlier, this world of instant gratification. You know, you should be able to be clear instantly. Well, no, it, it doesn't happen like that. But because we can get instant information and because we can get we're supposed to get instant gratification, we get caught up in that coulda, shoulda, woulda especially from a business standpoint, because we know it's all about generating that instant revenue so that we can continue to grow and we can continue to to live that it all leads to that overload and that, that your mind just wants to explode when if you just go back to the simple technique that you talked about and just wait and be present for the clarity, then time just seems to go by just like that and you get a clear direction of where you may go or where you may need to go at that moment and the key is at that moment you know jane in my practice many times i've had to tell clients uh the story of the the elephant and the pie and maybe you've heard this how does an elephant eat a pie 
Mm. I kind of want to say one bite at a time, but I'm not sure just if the like elephant can consume like the whole pie else. in one big bite. Well, <laughs> see, and there's the difference. There's the difference. You, It depends on you. But yeah. everybody, whether you're an elephant or whether you're me, who is a big burly man, we all eat the pie one piece at a time. And that's how you tackle any problem, any situation, one piece of the pie at a time. Now, granted, an elephant may be able to take a bigger bite than you and I, but mm -hmm. it's still one bite at a time. And in information overload, we get overloaded because we're trying to eat the whole pie at once as opposed to one bite of the pie at a time. That's exactly right. That's so, exactly uh, right. Sakoni Prince from Alabama is joining us. He's saying, good morning, unstoppable people. Good morning, Sakoni. Muriel, she commented on your simple revolutionary approach. She said, yes, very simple. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you may know this person, uh, Cece Espew. <gasps> Could it be so simple as turning off my WhatsApp notification? Well, yes. you know, see, I think it could even be more simple, <laughs> just completely uninstall it, but you know. <laughs> so so one disclaimer for Cece, she has to find a way to allow them from me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just allow them. Everyone else, you can people. turn off. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yes. And Muriel from Australia again. She's saying clarity and prioritizing as well. And and I and I think that really goes back. That really puts your statement in its proper uh, significance. If you know what to do, do it. If you don't, wait. When you know what to do, then you're already clear on what to do. And now you know how to prioritize it because you know what to do. So ultimately, you know when it needs to be done. But if you exactly. don't know, here's, I want to add to that revolutionary approach. The most unknown action that people take on a daily basis that they don't think is an action is the action of being still. Mm. In the greatest book ever written, there's a phrase that says, be still and know. Be still and know. Mm -hmm. And the know is after the be still because you can't know if you don't be still. That's right. And sometimes they don't understand that being still, being is an action word. Being still takes action. It takes action to... Just be here, to just be still, to 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 put the answer, put the question out, and be still and wait for the answer. Right. But people, because of this instant world we live in, businesses think if you don't get, if you throw the question out and it doesn't shoot back like a boomerang instantaneously, then maybe you put out the wrong question, or there just is no right answer, and then you end up doing nothing. Well, if you just take a little bit more time. That's why they say patience is a virtue and just wait. You'll find that the answers will come quicker than you actually anticipated they would come. Would you agree? Yes. And it's, you know, the example that's coming to my, to my mind, um, last early last year, I had to have some like dental work done. I had to have, uh, it was, it's a long story. We won't go into the details, but the, the, 
thing that I was struggling with had started like four years before. And I had started looking for a solution four years ago. And as time progressed, it got worse. So I kind of got like, no, I have to do something. I have to do something. But I hadn't gotten a solution that made sense yet. Right. So I had, and I, I ended up talking to, I think it ended up being four different doctors over four years. And I remember being like, uh, well, when I was on to the third doctor and I still wasn't satisfied with the situation, I was, I was getting like really frustrated in like, you know, uh, it was like, like, I wish this would just hurry up or whatever. Um, but it wasn't until the, like the consulting with those people, even though I didn't have the solution, I was getting data. I got useful information that helped. So by the time the fourth person came in, the fourth person had the information, the data from the other three people. And as we put it all together, then we found a solution that made sense. And so I think also like that impatience that you talk about, sometimes even like that time, like that be still wait, you might not get the whole answer all at once. You might be on the path to the answer. And because we have that instant gratification thing, we, I know, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. I was frustrated, but again, when, when the answer came, then it was like, okay, now that makes sense. Let's go. Right. And so, yeah. it, it, you know, and with things like that, people say, oh, you've been putting that off. No, I wasn't putting that off. I was actively pursuing it. I just didn't have an answer that made, that was right for me. I got you. And, you know, I think yeah. at this point is it we should make clear the definition of procrastination within your statement. So let's go back to your statement one more again. If you know what to do, do it. If you don't know what to do, wait. So the in my mind, in that statement, the key word is that two letter word IF. If I know what to do and I don't do it, that's procrastination. If I don't know what to do and I'm still waiting for the process to reveal itself to me, then that's not procrastination. That's doing my due diligence. Let's understand the difference. So in your business, if you know what you need to do uh, from a marketing standpoint to increase your exposure and to increase your awareness and put your name out there into the universe, but you don't do any marketing, you don't do any advertising, you don't put anything in the budget to do that, that's the procrastination. But if you may not be clear on what's the best marketing path to go for your business, if you may not be clear on how much you should be budgeting in your business for that exposure in that advertising, then it's best to consult somebody and wait for the answer. Mm -hmm. That's the clear distinction. That's where the clarity and the focus come into play because it, when you know what you do, what to do, then you go ahead and do it to avoid the procrastination. Yeah, but, and you know, and that's it. There's to me the the key thing is there's like when you know and it, you know and it's right for you. At least that that's how I experience it. When I know and it feels right for me, I I go. I don't hesitate. Right. So if there's if if there's something holding me back. Then and even if I'm not clear on what it is, that's the question: is what Absolutely. what what is it about this that I'm not 
what is it that I'm not, why am I not moving? What am I not clear right. on or what am I not comfortable about? And that's the inquiry. That's yeah. the inquiry that leads to the clarity. Absolutely. I, wow. A key phrase I've been using in 2020 into 20, 2021 is pause, then pivot. Pause, then pivot. Pause to get the clarity so mm -hmm. that you can focus on the direction you want to go before you pivot into that new direction. So mm -hmm. I, I love that. And and your revolutionary approach, Jane, is something that we're gonna we're gonna continue to put out there to the masses. It's so simple. <laughs> if you know what to do, do it. If you don't know what to do, wait. Exactly. Recognize in waiting that you're also waiting to get to know what to do. You're not just waiting and doing nothing during that time. That's important. correct. It might be asking more questions or, you know, gathering more information, gathering more insight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got you. We're talking to Jane Cabrera, janecabrera.com, business and life coach on talking small business with Terrence. Thank you guys for watching us. Uh, CC asked the question, but what if you are afraid? Is that procrastination? Oh, I, I could do a whole another show on that, but I'll let you answer that question, Jane. Um, so Cece knows the answer that I'm going to give, which it's, it's a, that's a deeper conversation. Like that's a, that's a coaching conversation. Yeah. There's not a cut and dry answer. Um, the being afraid, like we don't really know what's at the core of being afraid. So being afraid might just be having some scary thoughts you know, you have some thoughts that you scare yourself with and you believe them. And so you, that's what you do. So is that procrastination? It, yes. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of push through the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't think that's sustainable over the long haul. Um, what the way I would approach it is a conversation about the fear and Let's understand the fear. Let's understand where it's coming from. Uh, sometimes people's fear, sometimes their hesitation comes from something valid. And if it comes from something valid, that might be the thing that needs to be worked on. You know, that, that might, the, the issue that's creating the fear might need to be addressed in a way so that the fear is gone. Um, so it, it's not a cut and dry answer. It really depends on what's what's at the base of the fear. And, you know, and if the fear is just scary thinking, I mean, that's okay. We're human. I, I scare myself with my own thinking all the time. But that's that's what transformational coaching is all about. We have a conversation about the scary thinking. And then at some point, at some point, people go, oh, yeah, I guess it's just my thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Cece goes on to say that I get afraid and unsure. And I think I am a proponent of fight the fear and do it anyway. But I look at it this way. You know, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So we have to understand first and foremost, we have to be aware of what the fear is. Is the fear valid, like you said, Jane, or mm -hmm. is it something that is false evidence that is appearing as real. You know, I, I, I in, in my coaching practice, I coach people on understanding what is really real 
And then what is the story you've created around that reality? Because we can take an actual situation like the sun is shining and turn it into our own story. Well, the sun is only shining on that street. On my street, it's a cloudy and rainy day just because of what is happening in our own lives. So we have to look at, we have to take what Cece just said, afraid and unsure, and really turn those words around. Because I believe the fear, the afraid comes from being unsure. We're unsure if we open this business that people are going to solicit it. We're unsure that if we put this marketing strategy in place, if it's going to work. We're unsure that if we put this content copy out, that it's going to convert into clients and cash. We're unsure about the path that we want to take, which leads us to pause, or in some instances leads us to procrastinate mm -hmm. until some point that we're sure. And it comes back to your statement. If you know what to do, do it. If you don't know, then wait. So that's fine. If you don't know, wait, but don't let the wait, don't let the fear of the unknown turn the wait into the procrastinate. That's when nothing happens. Yeah, and I, and I so so as you're talking through that, what comes to mind is you know like so you mentioned like say going out with some ad or something you don't know if it's going to produce. Now that falls into the category you're not going to know until you try it. Yes. It doesn't matter. We spend a lot of time thinking, you know, like I say, if you don't know, wait. Well, there's some things you will not know Until because you, you can't, you cannot know the future. So the, what is going to be the result of an ad? There's only one way to find out and that's run it. Yes. Yeah. Now, it, you know, am I saying take unnecessary financial risk? No, absolutely not. But there, there's certain things that you have to test it out and see how it plays out in reality. And then once you see how it plays out, then you'll know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you have to you have to weigh the the ideal of what's going to happen if I do this versus what's going to happen if I don't. And see, here's here's what I believe, Jane, and everybody who's watching. We were all placed on this earth for a reason, for a purpose, with an assignment. There is something that we were divinely destined to do. And it is our responsibility to do that during the time that we're here. And if we don't do it, then who is not gonna benefit from us not doing what we were assigned to do? Just, you know, I do I do this show and I don't know who's going to be a guest from week to west, from week to week. I don't know who's going to show up and watch and listen from week to week. But I know it was something that was downloaded into me to upload to the world. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do my assignment, there's somebody who needs to connect with you, Jane, that the only way they're going to know about you, Jane, is through their connection with me. So if I don't Absolutely. introduce the world to you, then there's somebody who has a problem that is you that Jane is uniquely qualified to resolve that won't make that connection. Now I could I could sit here and be afraid that 
if I turn on this camera, the whole internet's gonna crash. If I if I put this show out, I'm gonna stumble over my words. If if I bring a guest on that I really don't know, they may say something that just completely gets me thrown off by the FCC. Or I can say, this was something that was divinely created and in place in me. I know I can do it. It's my job to do it. And then whatever happens after that, I've done my job. And sometimes it's, it's just as simple as that. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely right. I think what you're saying is, is very powerful. And, you know, the fear and uncertainty of how something is going to go, that's built into the way things work. We really don't know how things go. So just like you said, like you're doing the show, you're on this platform. There's a whole host of things that could go wrong. Uh, I, I was working with a corporate client. I was doing a training on Zoom. I had this whole thing set up. I sent everyone into the breakout rooms, brought them back. Everything was nice. And then at a second point in time, I wanted to send them back to the breakout rooms. I don't know what the heck I did. I threw everybody out of the meeting altogether. <laughs> Every, you know, so my my technological skills were right there on on display, and I failed miserably. I threw everyone out of the meeting. But you know what? Everybody logged in. We had a really good laugh over the whole thing, and decided not to use the breakout room. We'll just do it together. Um, Absolutely. That, that's what I'm saying. That fear of what could go wrong can get in our way. And coming back to something I said earlier. In the moment, what to do was obvious. It, clearly, my breakout room skills weren't working. Keep everyone together and just do the exercise together. It, it did not go as planned, but it didn't really matter. And as a result of that, your breakout skills have improved, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> For the purpose of this conversation, Jane's breakout skills have improved, but she would have never known that she needed to improve them if not for being in that moment of taking a risk and oh. taking a chance and, and doing it. And that's why I believe in fight the fear and do it anyway, because you learn more in, in, in the doing than you'll ever learn in the stoppage because of the fear. And Anna Robleda, she also is joining us. Yay. And she experiences are within us. That's I love that. So I, I wanna I want to add to something that Anna just said. Uh, years ago when I was in the corporate world, uh, one of my mentors told me something that always stayed with me. The the company I was working with was a very big company. Everything was everything was happening like real time. And he told me, you know, in any given day, you have to make a hundred decisions. We do not have time to huddle up and agree. We just don't have time to do it. So what he told me was when you're faced with a decision, make it. If you make the wrong decision, just make another decision. Absolutely. And that was one of the key things that, you know, like, yes. Okay. Be still before making a decision. Um, and you know, Sometimes, like, that's it. Like, sometimes if we realize once we've done it, we're in the wrong direction, you just make another decision to pivot and move on. I think, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that uh, Toastmasters has certainly taught me is in, in that environment, what could go wrong? You know, it's, it, that's where we go. We practice. I can trip over myself is not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, that's how I learn and just get up and continue. So 
that that idea that we always have to do everything perfectly, you know, the reality is we don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and one of, one of the other things I'm a real stickler for is that I don't believe in perfection. Uh, you know, there was only one person who walked this earth that was perfect and it was not me. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe in excellence. And I, and I, and I, oh, yeah. I believe excellence is something that we can always achieve through repetition, through discipline, through action. And, and, and through that transformation. And I, I don't want people to leave this conversation recognizing that transformation only comes through something good that happens. A lot of times transformation comes through the failures that we have in our life and oh. what we learn as a result of going through those failures. That's really where most of the transformation comes from. Would you agree? Absolutely. Best, best seminar in town, failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really, and I, I, I mean that sincerely. That that's very true. It, it, the thing with transformation, a lot of times, most of the time, it's when things go wrong, when something's not working. That's when we have to look for a different way. That's when we have to start asking questions. We have to take that pause. Some, you know, th that's exactly right. Some of the the most transformational, the most valuable lessons I learned, I learned because something wasn't working. And yeah. I, I had to find, you know, I had to find a way to overcome mm -hmm. and find a way to make it work. And it's absolutely true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely true. We're talking to business, life and business coach, Jane Cabrera, janecabrera.com on Talking Small Business with Terrence as we come down to the end of this episode. Jane, you said there are three tools that you could share with us that can transform any part of your life or your business right now? Right now. Really? Okay. I, I'm Let's so excited it. to share these. Cece <laughs> will remember, Cece's going to remember these. Number okay. one. Slow down. I'll say that again. Slow down. Number two, pay attention. Another word I'll use for that is just notice. And number three, sleep. <laughs> Get some sleep. Okay, now I'm going to mess with you on the third one because I have this shirt that uh, my <laughs> brother-in-law gave me. He's been in construction for 40-some years, and he says sleep is overrated. Why is it? Let's go through all three of them, but I want you to end on that. Those three tools that will transform, transform any life or any business, slow down, pay attention, and sleep. Why are those three things so transformational? Okay, so slow down. And you pointed to this before, be still. Be still and know. So the first way is if you're in that rush, 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 hurry, 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 slow down and be still. Okay, pay attention. Pay attention. The other word I use for that is just notice, right? So, so if if you know if you find yourself getting agitated you're you know information overload you're stressed slow yourself down and just try to start to notice some of the nuances what are the things that make you feel stressed 
What are the things that make you feel overloaded? As you pay attention to where that's coming from, that's going to point you in the direction of what are those things that you can eliminate or, you know, so just pay attention. When you slow down and pay attention, the brain picks up. There's, there's information, there's, there's nuance that's like right in front of your face that if you're moving too fast and you're grinding too hard, you're not noticing it. But a lot of times it's right there in front of you. Slow down and pay attention. There's something you're going to notice that you didn't notice before that can just make the key. It, it can be the key difference from, you know, success and failure or uh, overload and peacefulness. And then finally, sleep. sleep. Okay. Sleep is not overrated. <laughs> sleep is super important. Yes, Cece, sleep. So here's the thing. Uh, we, you've heard about neuroplasticity of the brain, yes? Yes. Okay. So when I speak of neuroplasticity of the brain, the brain has these neurons and when anytime we're trying to learn a new thing or do a new thing, uh, we have to connect. It has to connect in our brain. So when we're trying something new, we stimulate these connections, but they consolidate and connect during sleep. Okay. So the idea of cramming for the exam and then knocking it out, I know lots of people do it but they'd be better off if they paced themselves and slept. The information consolidates during sleep and the connections are made during sleep. So the wise thing, you know, your, your mom or your grandma always said, sleep on it, very wise. Absolutely. C yeah, C not C acceptable, Cece. <laughs> That, that allows the information overload to continue because you're constantly in the midst of the overload. And, and for me, you know, I joked about sleep is overrated, because, but I think sleep is very important. And I can only I can speak for myself. Some of my greatest brainstorms occur while I'm asleep. Uh, while I'm asleep, I can... Toastmasters, while I'm asleep, I can put together a whole presentation. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of my mind just really wants me to just jump up while I got that right there and then write it down. But I think the whole idea of sleep, it allows you to imagine the possibilities. See, when, when we're stuck in the reality, we can't always imagine what the possibilities are, but sleep and our dreams, our dreams are where our visions are formed. And, and in those visions, we get those coming attractions of things to come. It's just like when you go to a movie, well, when we used to go to movies and, and you, before the, the main feature happened, you get all these clips of coming attractions, movies that were about to come. They were things that you know were coming in the future but you got a little glimpse of it right now. And why was that important? Because the advertisers wanted to build that anticipation of something that was going to happen in the future. Yeah. It's the same thing with sleep. Sleep allows you to get that coming attraction of what's coming in your life that you may not see if you're just awake trying to deal with the current things of the day. It allows that time for you to refresh, to renew, and to reflect 
on the possibilities. And that's why, in my opinion, I, I, I think it's the most important thing that you can do in your life because that sleep renews you and it gives you something mm -hmm. to look forward to when you wake up. And as Cece said, she likes the idea of imagining the possibilities. Absolutely. I love it, Jane. I love those three tools. I love everything you said. Everything you said is, is things that they were not earth shattering. They were commonplace things that we take for granted. And it's only in being present in the moment, in ignoring the distractions, in turning off the notifications and unsubscribing to the information overload of the world that we find that we can be present, where we can be productive, where we can pause and pivot, where we can continue to focus, we can continue to be aware of those simple things that we can do and then go do it and then have time to focus on those things that we don't know how to do while we wait. So thank you for sharing those simple but powerful uh, tools with us today. So Jane, tell us what else is going on in the world of janecabrera.com that we should be aware of? Well, I ran a program that's finishing up uh, in March called Ninja Skills for Life and Business. And I'm going to be running it again, uh, beginning in May. So Ninja Skills in, li uh, in Life and Business is a combination of group work and one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. It's a six-month program. Uh, we, the group programs, we take a topic uh, once a month. We take a topic. And information versus transformation is actually topic number one. I find it's a great place to start. Uh, but I work on those topics that have been most instrumental in me in building my business and understanding those nuances that sometimes we, like you say, they're common sense, but sometimes we don't notice them until somebody points them out. Uh, and like I said, it's so a group coaching uh, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And if anyone is interested, finds, you know, the approach that I take is super simple, but it, it works. Um, reach out to me, jane at janecabrera.com. Fascinating. I love that. I love that. Get those ninja skills that can help your life as well as your business. It's a six month commitment. And, you know, as coaches, we tell you some of the things you got into, you didn't get into overnight. Some of the things you need to get out of, you won't get out of overnight either. Mm -hmm. So make the investment, invest in yourself to the level that you expect a return. When you do that, then you'll always come out on top. And one way to come out on top is to reach out to my friend Jane Cabrera at Jane at JaneCabrera.com. You can get more information about her, her current programs as well as some of her upcoming programs just by reaching out to her and having a conversation on the tools that you can use to transform your life, to move from information overload into transformational explosions. Thank you, Jane, for hanging out with us. I appreciate you as always. And thank we you, thank Terrence. all of our guests who were in the comments 
in the chat room. We appreciate you. Talking Small Business with Terrence comes on each and every week, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning. We do the replay in the evening. And so we would love for you to be a guest on our show. How can you go about doing that? It's super simple. Just reach out to me at tleffridge at unstoppablecoaching.com. Tell me what business you're in and what tools, tips, and strategies you use to move from being stuck into unstoppable. And hey, maybe you'll be the next guest on Talking Small Business with Terrence. But until that time, you know what I say. Don't just make it a great day. Go out. Find the tools that will transform your life and move you from informational overload into transformational explosions and make it an unstoppable day. Take care.